It's time for honest reflection in youth ministry. The present culture is more established than ever. It's so crushing for many a youth pastor. There's a lot to be learned about youth ministry and even more to be shared. Here's to hoping that this helps. Whether you are 19 and have just started or have been serving in ministry for 19 years, we hope that this weekly dose of honesty and humor will help to heal and renew hope for you and yours. Welcome to After Nine, the most honest hour in youth ministry. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for listening. My name is Chad Higgins, and I'm with my buddy here, Zach Morgan, in the studio uh, that is the lower third of my house. Uh, I mean, it's very nice here, and so we're, we're excited to be here with you today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, joining in. I know we have a lot of friends that are out there uh, listening, and, and hopefully uh, this will be something that's beneficial for you, and, and, and I think me and you as well, Zach. And so um, I am definitely looking forward um, to this podcast and the time that we'll get to spend together for sure. Well, this is, yeah. So if you are a first-time listener or if you may pick up the show a little bit later, this is the first episode that you should listen to to kind of hear what it is about. So after nine, uh, we hope it's something that catches on and you begin to know what it means as soon as you hear what it is all about. And for us, for Zach and Chad, after nine is a chance for us to do some discussion and invite you to into some discussion of what it means to be honest about the health of youth ministry and as a youth minister. We feel like that's a conversation that we are all having, but not necessarily having together. Chad and I have been friends for a long time, and one of the things that we always come back to in our phone calls, text, and other forms of communication is how are you feeling, how are you doing, how's your health? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things we really wanted to talk about is the health of the youth pastor, and I think Chad's come up with a pretty clever way to really address that kind of pinnacle moment. And for him and for me in a lot of weeks too, it always seems to happen the same time every midweek right after 9 p.m. Yeah, so, so for, for me and maybe many of uh, you listening, uh, we have a Wednesday night uh, event each week. A midweek, a Tuesday. Mid-week, yeah, it, it may be a different time, right? Maybe it's 6 o'clock, and so it's not so much about the time, right? But it's, it's the youth gathering. It's the, ga- gathering. the gathering of youth that you are responsible for. It's your baby. It's your project. It's your thing. Exactly. So it may be Sunday night for you, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Uh, but I, I've realized this time, most times each week, um, for me, it's about 9 o'clock on a Wednesday uh, evening. We've just got done with our midweek stuff. Um, I'm locking up everything, shutting off the lights. I'm walking out to my car about 9 o'clock. I'm getting in and debating whether or not to go to Taco Bell, right? Right. Um, but in my mind, every single week, um, I kind of go through this inventory, right? It's the, after, it's the after 9 walk across the parking lot, the start of your car, the lockup procedures. When you begin to ask all those deep philosophical questions, <laughs> yeah. it's, the, it's the assessment of it's, it immediately move from taking care of young people, teaching, doing, and maybe you're asking the questions of, who am I? Right. What is this about? <laughs> am I even called to this? Is this even a thing being worth called to? It's all those really deep probing questions. It's like, it's like your cry night at camp every <laughs> single midweek. I just want to light a candle in my car, and I'm asking these questions of, you know, where was so-and-so? Maybe you turn up that worship song that just gets you every time. It's just a little bit like the 80s power ballad that hit the U2 lick, and you are just sobbing in your car with, am I good enough? Who are these kids? What is this even about? 
See, in my car, it's only uh, what, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah. Uh, I'm diving deep, Speechless. just Speechless. over and over <laughs> on a, on a just loop. Just over, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically that that's where this uh, After 9 podcast comes from. It's this idea that we have these questions, 9 o'clock, when it's just us, we're alone uh, in our car, we're driving home, and there's these questions of, was I successful tonight? Was I not successful? Um, what am I doing here? And so um, for us, man, we we talk to friends and youth pastors all over the state all the time, um, especially some younger guys and some older guys that have been in it for a long time, that are still asking these questions, man, what am I doing? And sometimes um, we can get so alone in that process, right, of trying to figure out, is what I'm doing even useful, beneficial? And I think sometimes we can even ask those questions uh, and judge them incorrectly, right? Maybe we had more students there than the week before, and I think sometimes we think, oh, well, it was successful this week. And that may not always be the case. Mm. And so more than anything, we don't want to just be another podcast that gives you a few tools uh, for your tool belt to make you a better student pastor. But we want to focus on the health. Because there's ways to do it better. And I, I feel like that's, that's one of the conversations that you should be listening to somebody else and maybe, maybe us and somebody else. Um, of ways to do it better. And there, there are places and conversations for the ways to do it better. There are technical proficiencies and the ways in which you organize a room and lead a program and teach and communicate and train volunteers and develop a philosophy of ministry. But there's also that raw emotional burden that comes with working with young people because young people are raw emotional beings. And to carry that from week to week, you need a space, you need a place in a community to begin to process or unload some of that raw emotional burden. And it can't always be your spouse or significant other, or if, if you're single, like a friend that you unload or unwind to, only in the community of other people that are carrying that raw emotional burden can we really begin to kind of talk to each other. So for Chad and I, it, it, it's, a, it's a shared vision of, of just an outpouring and an outgrowth of the conversations that we're already having. And we want to invite you into those conversations because we believe and we know that other folks are having these conversations too. And the more voices that we can gather around these kind of raw, you know, deep and truthful conversations of, of calling, vocation, and ministry work, um, the better we might be and the longer we might last. Because you might be really good at something, but it being good or technically proficient at putting together a program or teaching really well doesn't always um, in, in, engage or endure the, the health of the minister doing it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the most proficient, the most uh, the, the people with the highest prowess are actually most prone to injury. And I think a lot of times we, we don't take into account the, the heart and the health and the, the well-being of the minister that's trying to do a better job at the thing they're trying to do. Right. Yeah. So, you know, once again, thank you for listening. If, if if you're here today and you've ever had those moments for you that you've asked those honest questions, then I think you're in the right place. And I think that you're going to find that this podcast will be something beneficial for you uh, each time that you listen, that you're going to be able to kind of dig within uh, a little bit, ask some tough questions of yourself and your ministry. Um, hopefully we all grow in health together, mm. um, that we become... Um, more spiritually rich during this time, um, more spiritually healthy, that we may encourage one another beyond just, hey, here's how to get more kids in a room. 
That's right. Whether you're 19 and you've just started and you've already thought about hanging up the keys or whether you've been doing this for 19 years and if you have to do it one more week, you're just going to flip. This podcast is for you. This community is for you because all of us have had that walk across the parking lot, that walk to our car, that drive home after nine when we've thought, is it worth it? And we're here to tell you in a healthy community, it absolutely is. We'll be back in just a little bit. Thanks for listening. So this is the second half of the introduction podcast. If you already know Zach and Chad, Chad and Zach, then you can maybe skip this. Uh, but if you want to hear how funny Chad is and how weird and nerdy Zach is, this is something worth sticking around for. Um, so I'll start by saying that my name is Zach Workin, and I currently am a youth pastor in the 918 Tulsa region and have been serving in youth ministry total for almost a decade and have been in my current location at the time of this recording for a little over a year and a half. Uh, my story is that I grew up in Oklahoma and grew in a healthy uh, youth ministry in Oklahoma City and was part of uh, a ministry that cared deeply for people, uh, deeply for youth. Uh, It was a pretty traditional church that had a pretty robust and loving and gracious youth ministry, which is not always the case. So I feel like I had a really positive view of youth ministry. I feel like sometimes people that are involved in youth ministry either have a really good youth experience or a really bad one. I feel like mine was really good, and I feel like part of my calling and my work is to continue the good work of youth ministry. So I spent some time in youth ministry, graduated high school, went to college at Oklahoma Baptist University in Shawnee, Oklahoma, and spent some time learning theology and also business. I was that weird kid that really thought you ought to have two degrees. Uh, so I did the theology thing and the religion thing, and then also did the business thing. And so I'm um, as so much. So you know how to sell it. I guess right, televangelist. That's right. <laughs> I should totally remarket it as the televangelist degree. And so a little bit, a little bit of business, a little bit of theology. Uh, ended up marrying my high school sweetheart Karen after college, and returning to work at my home church, which is a. Another conversation entirely, absolutely. Spent four years working in my home church, uh, continuing the good work, (laughs) continuing the good work. You're like... Until I moved east to go to seminary in a state called North Carolina and a university called Duke. Uh, that was a lot of fun for three years. And then they moved back to Oklahoma after They graduated. play basketball there. They play right? basketball. They're also yeah. playing football there now recently. Mm, that's mm, debatable. But that's debatable. It's ACC football, which is quite different than a lot of the other conferences. It's still conferences. touch there, right? It's still touch football, um, but the referees get involved, and that's just an awkward thing. Nice. Uh, but a lot of my Big 12 friends recognize um, that whether it's a, a Miami a uh, hurricane or a, an Oregon duck, sometimes you just get messed over by the refs, and it's mm. just, it's terrible. It's yes. terrible nah, in the YouTube age. Uh, but back here now in Tulsa, Oklahoma, only an hour away from one of my best high school buddies, and I'll let him kind of carry some of the introduction, but you got to know about Zach and Chad is that we go way back, way back, and we've been talking to and around each other for a long time. So I'm going to kick it over to my friend Chad Higgins, let him tell you a little bit about his self. Uh, yeah, my name's Chad Higgins. Um, I currently live in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Beeville. Beeville. The Shady Bee is what I like the to call Shady it. Shady Bee. Yeah. That's it's like a restaurant in Beeville. Uh, there's not too many of those there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the Shady Burger joint, We do yeah. have every fast food restaurant known to man. It's true. Um, no, for Bartlesville, Oklahoma right now. Uh, originally from Duncan, Oklahoma. Born and raised there. Um, and yeah, grew up in, in Duncan, um, was around First Baptist a little bit, had some uh, great um, great times in Duncan, Oklahoma. Uh, after graduating from high school, 
Um, I went to the University of Oklahoma. Sooners. Uh, yeah, the Sooners. Um, you know, my senior year, um, I felt God calling me into the ministry. Uh, my parents were not all about that, right? Um, they were very, very supportive, but it was always like a, hey, that's great, but let's go get a normal degree as well. Should have got that business degree. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so I got, yeah, well, I started out that way at the University of Oklahoma, but um, quickly got plugged into a church there in Norman, started serving um, by my sophomore year of college, uh, came on staff at that church. And so um, at the time, I was trying to um, do student ministry and school at the same time. So um, changed my major to the... Uh, the great academic uh, degree of sociology, Sociol- yeah. which is another way of saying, I just want a degree and get out of here. <laughs> I, I want to study people, but not too personally. Right. <laughs> like, I don't care about you. I don't care about you. I care about y'all. It's the y'all degree. That's good. That's good. It's good. Right. And, and really, it's just... It's if like you have... communication, right? Like, I mean, it's something that everybody does anyway. It's like majoring in, like, Facebook analytics or something. <laughs> Facebook analytics? Is that a degree now? No, social media probably is, though. That's disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Who knows? What What do you have classes in like Instagram? Yeah. You know, like how to compute a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag management. Snapchat. The Snapchat class like yeah, yeah. happens in five seconds and then you immediately forget you everything. You really forget it, but you keep coming back for more because you don't want to miss any of it. That's Nobody's gross. Nobody ever misses Snapchat class <laughs> because you'd miss the whole thing. That's gross. So. Anyways. So yeah. Sociology. Study that. Um, and, uh, it was a great time. I, I loved OU. Met some of my very best friends uh, there. Was able to get plugged into the local church. Began to kind of cut my teeth in ministry. Um, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal time. Uh, met my wife. Um, she went to school in Edmond. Um, met we, her in Norman or in Edmond? In Edmond. In she Edmund, went okay. to school okay. at, at UCO. Okay. And so we, we met through, through church. Okay. Um, I was doing some college ministry stuff at the time in Edmond. Um, and she, she was a student. She came. Yeah. Uh, the story of a minister and a student falling in love. <laughs> well, appropriate yeah. in college, not in high school. I was like a couple years older than her. There you go. So, uh, anyways, we, yeah, we met and, um, definitely fell in love and, um, it's been fantastic. We've been married, uh, now just over eight years. Um, she is absolutely fantastic. She's, um, mental health therapist in Bartlesville and does a phenomenal job there. And so, yeah, but me and Zach go way back. For even in high school, we met each other. In high school, we had this common bond of speech and debate, which is uh, so. I had this. I always have this argument with people. It's not a sport necessarily, it's, it, but it, but it is Let's, super competitive. It's yeah. super competitive. So in the same way that uh, you might have an, uh, an athlete for football, basketball, or baseball train, there is training that goes into speech and debate. Uh, but competitive drama. Uh, is, you know, there's already free drama in the competitive drama, but then because you have dramatic kids competing, it's even more dramatic. And so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weekend well spent going to a speech and debate tournament and event. And so, uh, Chad is the resident speech kid, the speech mm. geek, if That's you will. It. And, uh, I'm the debate nerd or the debate kid. And so I got paid to talk fast and, uh, obtuse and Chad got paid to say things in a humorous way. Right. 
Or a dramatic way. Or right. a dramatic way. Yes. That's right. So Chad does voices. If you hear voices on the podcast, it's uh, just Chad letting out some of the ones that are talking in his head. We may have fake guests that just come on. <laughs> that, that are just actually here in the room with us and have been the whole time that are just Chad's people talking. Yeah. So anyways, we got to know each other there and even um, through college and especially now, we, we now live about an hour away from each other and we love to check up on, on each other and talk and hang out and um, our friendship is one that, man, I treasure so much. And I hope for uh, many of you out there, you have uh, different men or women in the ministry that you feel like you can turn to, that you can have those honest conversations with. And that's something that I know over the period of this podcast and, and many others that we'll talk a lot about, the, the power of accountability, the power that um, that we're not alone in this. And, and I think for maybe some of you, Right, that you may be in a, in a small town in Oklahoma or wherever you're at, um, you may feel alone today, right? And I think that that's one of kind of the the tricks that the enemy uses many times is making us feel like we're all alone yeah. in this thing called ministry, and we have nobody to turn to. Um, and we hope that that we're that for for somebody out there, right? And it may be a small town. You might even be in a big city mm. and be in a small ministry. I feel like sometimes like that's that's the other trick that gets played. Is that well? Um, it's, it's it's whatever lie of insignificance that somebody wants to portray um, that you feel isolated and alone. Maybe you're the only youth minister person on your staff. Maybe everybody else is responsible for other things, and everything related to teenagers falls to you. So you don't feel like you have a talking partner or a conversation partner, uh, or you're the only youth minister in your town, or you're a youth minister in uh, what might be deemed a smaller church, and you're afraid to talk to one of the quote unquote bigger churches about youth ministry. And so wherever you're at, position wise, we hope that this is coming to you uh, on a you know, weekly, monthly basis, whenever you're receiving it, um, that's a way that's encouraging and affirming, um, because sometimes it's just a matter of knowing who to ask to have the conversations with, because a lot of folks want to talk, but they don't know who to talk to. So, Zach, for you, when when we start talking about health of student ministry and um, After Nine podcast, what is it that makes you want to do something like this? The thing that I was most excited about when you approached me doing this, Chad, was I feel like there's a community to be had behind this. And so, like, yeah, Chad and I are talking to you right now, but we, we want your voices, too. Uh, I know that for me, the times in which ministry was the hardest are the times that I felt alone. And I wasn't doing the extra work. And let's, I would like to remind you, dear listeners, that it will be extra work to find and build a network and a community of other like-minded ministers that care deeply about you. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it is not free work, but it's so worthwhile, and it will keep you doing it longer and in a healthier way. Um, that that this this uh, <laughs> this idea that that walk across the parking lot like I have an existential crisis at least twice a month on a Wednesday night or a Sunday night gathering of of walking from locking up to my car parked across the street at the office complex that am what I is what I am doing is it worth it is it something that I should care about is it something that you know that good has come from I mean wor- working with young people is so dynamically fun, but it's so dynamically emotional, it's so dynamically formative, because we are helping young people in the, you know, most heated, most uh, significant times of formation, um, in in maybe in a minor way, or maybe in a major way, 
and there's just so much that's happening in their lives that impacts our lives, there's got to be ways to process that healthfully. Uh, because sometimes you'll be hit with stuff on a week um, that you were not ready for, and no amount of education or preparation or reading um, can really prepare you for. And there's got to be ways um, through that um, without, you know, um, finding other other means of coping. And I think there's, there's, there's an emotional health, a mental health, a spiritual health to what's going on in, in ministry, in youth ministry in particular, um, that is churning through folks um, without being addressed. And I love that we can maybe begin a conversation, start a community um, that would begin addressing these in honest and non-competitive ways. I feel like youth ministers are the worst about trying to create rivalries out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not high school sports. This is not college sports. This is, this is ministry shared together, collaborative, um, meant to be generative and healthy for all kinds of youth right. ministers. Yeah. Even if you're in the same town, right? I see that Absolutely. A lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it seems like there's this competition between, like, the student ministry across town, right? That you're competing for the same kids. And right. the reality is we're not in, in, in that sort of competition, right? That our enemy is somebody very different than the youth minister across the town. Right, right. And, and we've got to see that. For me doing this, this is special for me because um, some of the times in my life where I think from the outside people would look and go, wow, um, things are going really well there have probably been some of the darkest times for me, Mm -hmm. to be very honest. And I think if we are just um, judging our ministry and how healthy it is, we may not be getting down to like the root um, of the issue and the problem, right? That I see over and over again in the state of student ministry and even ministry as a whole, there's not much longevity anymore, right? We're seeing guys that are lasting about 16 months at the most at churches and hopping from here to here. Because I think once it gets kind of difficult in some ways, we just jump ship. And man, I hope that um, we're an encouragement to everyone listening uh, to hang in there, to hold on and and to grow effectively and well. And um, I think if we are just focused on some numerical number, of how many students are in the chair or how many leaders we have. Um, and not that those are a bad thing, right? I think that that's part of, that's part of this health. metric that's, that yep. we measure, um, but it's not the only thing that we not look the full at. Story. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I can remember when I was a little kid, um, I saw this commercial for the claw, right? It was this... Um, like as seen on TV claw? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, it was this like... <laughs> you saw it on TV. Yeah. It, it was a... Um, truck right this little rc truck oh, okay that the time i was thinking the gardening tool that like, the clock <laughs> yeah. sorry the truck called the i clock. wasn't that nerdy right, when i was right. like chad. I, I love to uh, garden and i just love my strawberries this is a uh, 12 year old chad speaking in <laughs> on behalf of senior adult chad yeah so, no, the, so the claw the truck yeah the claw the truck and it had these uh wheels that Anytime it got in like rough terrain, like they would open up and they were these like yes, claws. Okay. You re- do you remember yeah, this story? Yeah, keep going, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyways, I in the commercial at the very end, it was like batteries not included. And I can remember my parents um, all the time. All my toys always involved batteries, right? And they were constantly complaining about always having to buy new batteries for all of these toys and all that. And I remember seeing this commercial and wanting this truck so bad, right? 
And, and I go to my mom and dad and you know, I was a salesman from the very beginning. And so it was like, mom and dad, there's this claw and it's the greatest truck ever. And it goes on rocks and the wheels open up and their claws. And then my big selling point to my mom and dad was, Hey mom and dad, batteries not included. And I can remember being a little kid. I didn't, I felt like that statement meant that there was no need for batteries, right? Nice. That that they weren't involved in this truck. (laughs) That's right. And, and I think that sometimes in our ministry, um, we have this same mindset Mm -hmm. that it's like all of our focus is on the product, right? Our, our ministry, our leaders, um, and how well that's going. And all of our focus gets on performing these great events or programs, features, things, tools, skills. We forget the batteries, right? We forget the thing that drives the whole force. And I think if we get so concentrated on the end product and we forget the internal workings of ourself, we are nothing but a flash in the pan. And things may be going really well for six, eight months. Man, you're at a new place everything's going well, right? And it is... Everybody likes you. Everybody still Everybody likes, likes you. You're still, you're still a honeymooning celebrity. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. right. Even the parent that didn't like the last guy, right? Well, because everybody gets... You get the wait and see pass. Like, we, don't, we don't know what he's, he or she's really up to, but yeah. we'll, we'll give them six months to see what happens with it. Exactly. Know? And I think what, we've, what we have is we have a lot of people that are running hard after some things, and they're, ref- they're forgetting the batteries, they're forgetting what it means to stay spiritually charged, um, spiritually rejuvenated, and to continue to come back to that well that we minister out of a place of spiritual health and not just doing things. Man, I, I think we have ministers that are either one side of the spectrum or another a lot of times. Either they're super go-getters and they're going to make things happen, right, or they're going to kind of float by. Yeah. And, man, I think both sides of those are very dangerous if we're not seeking the Lord and we're not following after him and listening to him and being encouraged by other believers. Man, we see um, that scripturally through the Bible, right, that um, God send, that Jesus sends out his disciples in pairs, right, that we're not to do this thing alone. Um, and, and I think that there's some great wisdom in that, that... Um, we're not just the lone ranger in this thing. No, that's right. And I think I think you, what you're talking about of being undercharged or overcharged uh, for ministry is, is a reflection of not knowing how to sustain in ministry. Hmm. Um, that folks that are, you know, it's the, you know, everybody always asks the question, are you, you going to try to burn out or are you going to try to rust out hmm. in ministry? Which is such a unhealthy binary to be put into of like, are you going to work yourself to death and then have to go somewhere else to recharge or are you just going to kind of fade away until they ask you to leave and there's got to be a way to do it healthy Mm. there's got to be a way to do it for the long haul there's got to be a way to participate in ministry um, for for the better part of a a career of a vocation Um, and even though youth ministry is still a relatively young phenomenon like really you know it's less than 100 years old as a thing as a part of the church that we're trying to learn and understand and participate in there's something about addressing where your heart is, and by heart we mean like where your where your emotional, spiritual, uh, and physical health all kind of come together, all kind of work together, that will make you a better minister. In the same way that learning a trick or a feature or a skill set might improve some other way, um, your health, minister friend, your health, 
matters to your ministry, not just to you, but to your ministry. Like you're not just doing it for your sake, you're doing it for your ministry's sake. But my question for you, Chad, is not just the thing that we're doing, but why this delivery system? Why not just record three videos and be done? Why, why, why do a podcast thing? Why be in people's earbuds or car rides? Um, you know, why, why, why be the thing that's coming out of the office computer instead of, you know, another video series or another, you know, album of stuff? Yeah. You know, I think we're, we would be short-served is if this just stayed a Chad and Zach thing. Right, if we were the only voices that you ever heard in this whole conversation, you know, I think our hope long term in this is as we grow and develop um, in this podcast and in this ministry is we want to give you the opportunity to hear from some other guys and some other girls around the state. And I think in doing just three videos or three series, right, that or you comedy can, album, comedy <laughs> album, Chad Hill. <laughs> you don't want to hear that. <laughs> I'm not near as funny anymore. Um, but we'll talk about losing comedy in a few weeks. <laughs> um, you know, I think if it was just a small type thing and it wasn't an ongoing conversation, it, in some ways, I think that we would be doing exactly what we're kind of teaching against. Mm. You know what I mean? That it's like, all right, we're going to ramp up and we're going to do this two, two or three times really well, and then we're going to drop it. Yeah, and. Man, and I think that there's going to be some great value in hearing us with over some longevity in this because, you know, I, I know for myself and I think for Zach right now, we would say, man, things are going pretty well right now for us as spiritually health. But but I want you to hear that if it's not, that we want to be honest in that. And we want to talk through like what maybe has gotten us to that place, but then bringing other people on to hear their story and what God's doing or has done in their life during that time, you know, I want to, I want to be honest with you and, and tell you, man, there's been some times in my ministry life that I've wanted to kind of hang it up and just go, man, I can do something different that probably pays a little more. And, um, I'm home at five o'clock every right. day right. and, and all of those kind of things. And, um, but I think if we just did like three episodes, I think we'd be shortchanging. And I think that there's a lot of your voices that we want to hear. And so through this podcast, we hope that it's more than just a podcast. Well, we have a, a website that um, you'll hear. Afternightministry.com. Right. That you'll hear a lot more about. Um, we'll have um, Instagram, social media type stuff, uh, Facebook that you'll be able to uh, interact with, that we would love to hear your questions, love to hear what you would love to hear us talk about. And then we want to get you on. Yeah. We want to hear your story. There's space in the room. <laughs> actually, there's, yeah, there's, there's a little bit. Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we want to hear your story. We want to hear that story for you when you were walking to your car at 9 o'clock at night, yeah. that night that you wanted to hang it up. But we also but didn't. Want, <laughs> right. But we also want to tell the story that you walked to your car at 9 o'clock and you're like, I love my kids. You're looking for somebody to fist bump. You're right. Like, who, who, like, I'm going to Taco Bell tonight not to wallow in quesadilla shame, <laughs> but I'm going to high five everybody through the drive-thru because tonight I crushed it. And I need you to know that tonight 
I crushed it. Sometimes you just buy a chalupa and spike it just straight spike. up to the ground. <laughs> if you ever in the Beeville parking lot of Taco Bell <laughs> and you see a chalupa spiked on a Wednesday night at 9.35 p.m., that was Chad Higgins crushing it earlier that evening. <laughs> Some kid came to know the Lord tonight, tonight, and this quesadilla is for him. Hashtag chalupa spikes. <laughs> Hashtag chalupa spikes. But no, I think, Chad, you're right. I mean, I, I, would, I would agree with you and say that I both think that we have shared in the last few weeks about how we feel healthy about things, but that hasn't always been the case. And I think that's one of the things that will come out uh, over time is that that has not always been the case for us. And But we want you to know that this is coming out of a place of health for us. This is a labor of love and not despair. Uh, there is good news and there is good hope for those that believe in Christ and are about the good work for his young people. There really is. So thank you so much for listening to this first of many episodes. Hopefully you know Ch- Zach and Chad a little bit better. And we'll see you on the flip. This is Zach and Chad with After Thanks for listening to After Nine. Join the community and continue the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, or visit afternineministry.com to share your story.